Now, as you might have already guessed, hopefully, <laughs> this week's episode is going to be purely on 21st century manners and um, hopefully some tips um, to enlighten you and add value to your life. Like I'm always saying, this is what this podcast is here for. Now, manners and etiquette are not solely confined to the 19th and 18th centuries. We're not talking about being stoic and um, rigid and uh, not allowing any flexibility into our everyday lives. I mean, we're living in a really fast world. So flexibility and adaptability is paramount in order for for, yeah, for us to survive. You know, like, um, was it Charles Darwin said that the organism that fails to adapt will not survive in any environment. So obviously we want to survive Hence, we have to adapt. Now, um, I recall when I used to work for a property management company back in London, the big old city of London, the home of the Big Ben. <laughs> um, we had an in-house solicitor who made it a point to go on holiday each and every year, at least twice. Now, when I say holiday, I mean real holidays. I mean revered places you know and in this particular instance he had been to Tokyo Japan for 14 days now when he came back he could not shut up about his experience he was telling anyone and everyone who cared to listen exactly what went down each and every detail and how it was such a grand experience well, you know, me being nosy and um, obviously wanting to gain and being curious more like I listened and I hung on to his every word. One incident stuck in my mind, however. You see, this gentleman happened to uh, be traveling using public transport and he was using what he called the bullet trains at that point. I suppose there's some really fast trains and that are synonymous with um, these um, high-tech Asian countries. In any case, he had been in one of these trains. And what struck him the most were two things. The cleanliness in the carriages, even though they were really busy commuter trains. And two, the fact that the conductor, the carriage, the train conductor, bowed each and every time he left the carriage. Now imagine that happening <laughs> in the tube every time the conductor, especially during peak times, by the way, the conductor taking a bow or at least trying to, whilst everyone is trying to rush out and go to work. <laughs> now that would be a side for soul rise. Anyway, I completely understood why he was so enthralled by this. Like I said, I just immediately started imagining that happening on our tube. Um... And in all honesty, all the Japanese people, whether it's in cinematography or in real life, all Japanese people seem to be very mild-mannered, very well-mannered, very graceful and elegant, soft-spoken. They always seem to be really calm and they never really get angry. I mean, I called one of my favorite films is called Ninja Assassin. It's not the best film you've ever watched in your life. But for some reason, I just like the fact that in all the savagery that is with, it's about ninjas and samurai and swords and very gory. 
but they still manage to maintain an air of elegance and grace. Even the way they speak, it's just very admirable. Now, it prompted me to delve deep into the Japanese culture to see exactly why they all seem to be born with this superpower. And it turns out that during kindergarten years, well, what we call kindergarten, um, they call it yochian, which is the formative years between three and six years. Now, three years would be the, around about the time a child can adequately communicate verbally. So between three and six, what we call kindergarten, they call yochian. But instead of concentrating on playing and social skills, they somehow place emphasis um, on morals and ethics. Now, apparently what they do is there's a certain time in the curriculum that is set aside for this um, morals and ethics class or module, whatever you would want to call it. And um, what happens during this time is that they are presented with scenarios. Now, these scenarios are scenarios that we come up with in everyday. Now, mind you, we're talking about children three to six years of age. During this time, they're presented with scenarios that often uh, occur in real life. And um, they are asked to analyze, you know, hence developing their critical analysis skills, analyze these situations. And each and every one is given a platform to speak freely because, you see, there isn't any right or wrong answer in this particular um, um, lesson of moral and ethics. So um, they are free to speak. Um, they can say whatever it is that they think would be appropriate in the circumstance without fear of retribution or judgment or whether the answer is right or wrong. So this, I would imagine this would be a particularly relaxed atmosphere for everyone to be able to speak up. Now, this would do wonders to anyone's confidence, especially during their formative years. So... I would say thumbs up to um, the Japanese for um, thinking about that brilliant idea. The other thing is they they the two main religions in Japan are mainly Shintoism and Buddhism, and in a nutshell, you know, um, they're both relatively optimistic faith, optimistic faiths. I beg your pardon. And um, with Shintoism, the assumption is that human beings are generally good, and um, nobody's perfect. Buddhism as we all know, comprises of the three universal truths, which are that nothing is ever lost in the universe, energy changes, and that the law of karma exists. And this states that for every event that occurs, there will always follow another event whose existence was born from the first event. So what goes around literally comes around that's what the law of karma states and this is what the japanese believe so their behavior in life generally is governed by these rules they're very cognizant of the fact that whatever they bring out will come bouncing back to them so they try as far as possible 
to maintain good relations with anyone and everyone because they do understand that even if that person isn't going to come all guns blazing at them, somehow the universe will find a way to get it back to them. Now, with this background knowledge, you can totally suss out why the Japanese behave the way they do. Um, and um, I, with that being said, um, I've, I've felt it necessary to... Uh, to sort of compile a list, and maybe not a list, or maybe just a discussion. It's not very open because I'm the only one who's rambling on. <laughs> but um, there's always free, um, there's always time, and there's always a platform for dialogue later on. You can always DM me, message me, whether on Instagram, on Twitter, through the podcast app, through Google Podcasts, through Anchor, anywhere where you're listening to this podcast from. You can always direct message me if you have anything to add, subtract or rebut on anything I've said. It's not really law, but it's just something I've, uh, some things I've kind of um, researched on and um, kind of compiled depending on um, popularity and um, occurrence. So um, basically, the most important thing that I've sussed out is that um, you need to do unto others what you would wish to be done to you. Now, even the great book says that. Uh, Shintoism states that as well. Um, Buddhism also states that. So there you go. The three main religions, well, maybe not the main religions, but the three prominent religions state the same thing in a different terminology. Um, I mean, really, a little, a little consideration for other people really never killed no one. Um, and, and it really wouldn't hurt, you know, to say please, thank you, talking respectfully to everyone. It could be a little child who's four or an elderly um, man who's 84, um, keeping the door open for the person coming after you, uh, not talking with your mouth full on the dinner table, not discussing politics to strangers, you know, the usual stuff, not texting, using your phone while speaking to someone, someone's trying to have a conversation with you. And speaking of having a conversation, how... Tell me, how do you feel when someone raises their voice at you during conversation, during a conversation? Now, I don't know about you, but that just presses the entirely the wrong buttons in and on me. I mean, I just literally shut down anything they say, whether it makes sense or it doesn't, just becomes instant nonsense to me the minute they raise their voice unnecessarily. I mean, I can understand when someone is trying to be heard, maybe in a crowded room or in a, in a noisy environment. But if it's just you and me and we're trying to reason as two, hopefully, adults, if you raise your voice to me, I lose all respect for you. And um, the conversation is over as far as I'm concerned. Um, someone once said that... Um, the person who manages to stay calm and speak calmly in any altercation is the one who has the most power. I think there is absolutely some truth in that. And um, this raising of voices 
goes for bellowing on your mobile phone as well. I know this is a touchy subject, but I feel that it is definitely worth mentioning. Um, just because you can't hear the other person on the line does not mean they cannot hear you. Um, so try your best, if possible, to not bellow down your mobile phone, especially if you're in the company of other people. I mean, if you're in an open field down in the middle in Hinkley, somewhere in Leicestershire, then that's fine. But if you're in the company of other human beings, it would only be polite for you to speak softly. And if you can't, to step away and then maybe try and uh, find other ways of communicating that are more effective. Um, whilst on the subject of mobile phones, now this is a very broad subject, I was tentatively almost on the verge of making this an entirely different episode on its own because there's just so much to it and you know it's a very modern very contemporary subject everybody has a cell phone and everybody cannot live I'd like to believe that it's become an integral part of our everyday lives now whilst on the subject of these phones um, remember if you feel the urgent need to respond immediately to every incoming text or call. Just remember this whilst you're doing that. You'll lose more in the eyes of the person in front of you than you'll ever gain from the unseen people who are benefiting so much from your efficiency. I mean, there's really no need. If you're going to be speaking with nothing, I feel like nothing will ever beat face-to-face communication I mean, if there was a pyramid of communication or a hierarchy, I think face-to-face interaction would be right at the top. Um, So as far as possible, if you're trying to have a conversation with someone, try and stay away from your mobile phone, please. Especially if it's someone you want to make an impression with. Um, Or just being polite, like we said, just having manners. Now, in this COVID area, in this COVID era, I would say, please don't forget to wash your hands. Wash your hands after every meal, before every meal, before you leave the house, before you enter the house, as far as you can, wherever and whenever you get the chance, please wash your hands. And if you cannot access a tap with water and soap, your best bet would be some alcohol sanitizing gel with at least 70% Um, concentration of alcohol to make it effective Um, there is so much we can discuss um, um, in terms of manners and just being polite and uh, taking into consideration other people's comfort Um, and for the benefit of time we don't have much time. I don't want to bore you. I do not want to. I don't want you to fall asleep. I want you to enjoy this podcast. I want you to enjoy this episode and all the episodes to come. So um, I'll try and keep it as sweet, succinct, short as possible. Now, I feel like we need to dig a bit more into cell phone etiquette. Like I mentioned before, we now live with our phones. We cannot live without them. I'll try and keep this as short and sweet as possible, but there are a few things I feel are definitely worth mentioning. 
if you're at a social event please resist the urge to video record every little thing that happens don't be the person who's always walking around and asking people to take photos of you especially if it is not your social event and even if it is your social event as far as possible if you know that you love having photographs taken I think it would be best if you invested in a professional photographer who will be solely responsible for taking your pictures. There is nothing quite as annoying and that takes the glamour and glitz out of any event than someone who is constantly on their phone taking snapshots, posting on Instagram or whatever social media um, um, network that you're um, particularly comfortable with. And this is this becomes more and more pertinent if you're at someone else's social event okay there is no excuse for staying behind and taking over the event and taking pictures of yourself and completely forgetting the reason why you're there there's always going to be a time to take your pictures especially if you're using a cell phone camera try and limit as far as possible do not shout down the telephone like i mentioned earlier just because you can't hear the other person doesn't mean they can't hear you. In the same breath, do not swear or use colloquial language, especially in public spaces. Do not share confidential information or any sensitive material that you feel might compromise your integrity, especially in the eyes of other people. It's very important to be present in the moment and think before you indulge in some actions okay if you're having a conversation or if someone's trying to have a conversation with you resist the urge to consult your phone okay don't be texting and calling and trying to look at videos and cat memes or whatever it is that tickles your fancy i'm sure you can afford a couple of minutes just to have a proper conversation with someone i am quite guilty of this when my attention is waning off, I tend to turn to my phone first and foremost. I'm actively working on this because I do understand that it comes across as really, really rude. Okay. Um, watch your language. Like I said, be cautious with whoever you're with. Okay. Speak softly and don't text private information because this can be forwarded and can easily go into the wrong hands never and i say never drive whilst using your cell phone please don't do it it is not worth it i don't know about you but if i just look away from the road for two seconds my car swerves so whatever happens nobody calls it if anything i actually put my phone on do not disturb and it auto sends a text if anyone calls me during the time that I'm driving to say I am driving right now would you mind if I rang you back a little later I'm sure anyone with their four marbles in their head will be able to appreciate that text message safety first all the time now cell phone etiquette is a broad subject and like I said it depends on whichever circumstance or situation you find yourself with but I'm pretty sure that with these little tips that I've just given you it can give you an idea of how to present yourself we know you have a cell phone everybody has one there's no need 
to throw it in everyone's faces, okay? There's still some value in human interaction, face-to-face -face conversation, mano a mano. There is a lot of value to that. And like I mentioned before, you lose more in the face of the people who you're with at that moment than the unseen people you're trying to communicate with over the cell phone who are benefiting greatly from your efficiency. They can wait. If they can afford to text you, it means it's non-urgent. They can wait. You can respond when it is convenient. Please bear this in mind. This is key and it will make such a huge difference to your social relationships, especially if it's somewhere where you want to make a positive impression. Now, we cannot speak of uh, cell phone etiquette without including social etiquette because these two go definitely hand in hand. For starters, please smile. Smile and maintain eye contact. There's nothing that spells distrust, disrespect and just utter dodginess than if you don't maintain eye contact. Moreover, a smile makes you approachable, makes you friendly, and it opens up the conversation. It can be difficult now, especially in this era where we have to wear face masks. It can be difficult to connect when you're wearing a face mask. But I'm speaking of places like social gatherings where it wouldn't be appropriate to be wearing a face mask. That's first and foremost, before we discuss anything, smile and maintain eye contact. And speaking of smiling, make sure your teeth, your oral hygiene is top notch. Use toothbrush, toothpaste, change your toothbrush every six months, toothpaste with fluoride, and mint, if you're prone to bad breath, use mouthwash. It works like a charm. Some natural remedies as well, eating cucumber, chewing mint, mint leaves, can go a long, long way to keeping your fresh breath. Also drinking a lot of water helps as well. Make sure your lipstick isn't sitting on your teeth as well. Make sure you bite a piece of tissue just after you apply it, just to make sure that it doesn't go on your teeth, okay? If it's a house party, as far as you can, depending entirely on the circumstance, if you're not the one who cooked, offer to clean up or at least to help clean up after everything's said and done, okay? And don't invite extra guests to social events without asking for first or at least notifying the host, okay? I had a friend, I just moved into a new house. Everything was everywhere. And I had a friend bring her mother without even telling me that she was bringing her mom. It was a bit, I mean, I appreciate that, you know, she was just passing through, but I felt like it was inappropriate. It made me uncomfortable because my house wasn't in the best shape. So it's always good to give a warning and say, tell the person that you're visiting, that you're bringing a visitor, or if you can ask, if you can bring a visitor. Being late is a no-no. I mean, I know life happens, but as far as it is within your control, 
try and be punctual to any social event. If it says four o'clock, try and arrive by four o'clock. If you're going to be late, again, ring, call the person, the host, tell them, I'm going to be slightly late. I'm going to be there at least by this time. This way they know how to make provisions. If, it's, if, it's, if there's a program that needs to be fulfilled, they can go ahead with it and um, try and accommodate you in the process. And whilst you're there, whilst, whilst you, when you get there, if it's a social event, if it's a party, if it's a get-together, always bring a bottle or bottles of whatever it is that you're drinking. So if you're a cider person like me, bring a can of cider, um, a, a pack of ciders, and always make sure you don't drink more than you have brought. I don't know if that makes sense. Because someone can bring in a bottle of, of wine and then go on to drink three bottles of wine. It's almost like a mockery. There's no glory in being hopelessly drunk, especially at events where there are other people. It's always good to maintain your integrity, self-respect, and to always maintain a good impression. You, nev you never know who you're going to meet wherever you go. So just try and rein it in. If you're going to be absolutely plastered, do it behind your four walls in your comfort zone. No one will stop you and no one will bother you. But then again, you have to be mindful. If you're living with other people, then obviously there's slight deviations to that rule. Don't point at people. Never ever use your finger to point at someone. Don't assume children are welcome. If you're having childcare issues, ring and ask if it's okay for you to bring your child, okay? If it's not, do not take it personally. Some events are just not catered for children and there won't be anyone available to take care of your child. And I'm sure you want the best for your children. It's always better maybe to say, if you can't make it because of childcare issues, that's also acceptable. I mean, it's a rea reality that we all have to face. If you're out at a restaurant, make sure you tip the waiter. Always tip the waiter and at least 10% of the total bill, please make sure. Usually waiters and waitresses are trained and they know how to do their job. They do it well and all things being equal. You've had a good service, acceptable service. Don't ever forget to tip the waiter. They won't ask for it. But some of these people work solely based on commission, i.e. these tips that you give them. So if you don't give them anything, they won't get anything. If you're going to be a host at a party, if you're hosting the event or you're part of the hosting team, if there are people that you know but don't know each other, make sure you introduce people. Make sure you introduce them and then when the conversation kicks in, step away and move on to the next people. It's a big responsibility, but the last thing you want is to have people secluding themselves and feeling uncomfortable and feeling like they can't actually converse with new people. So try your best to introduce people and being adults, they'll be able to take it from there. Okay. If you're going to be holding your drink, okay, always hold it in your left hand if you're right-handed. And this is to make sure and to ensure that your right hand is free for handshakes. Make them solid. Handshakes always need to be solid. No limp handshakes, please. Solid handshakes 
and make sure that if you're right-handed, you're keeping, if you're left-handed, keep your right hand, if you're left-handed, keep, <laughs> if you're left-handed, keep your left hand free and keep your drink in your right hand. And if you're right-handed, keep your right hand free and keep your drink in your left hand. Yay, I got it at last. And also when you're talking in a group, Make an effort to address everyone. People have a tendency on focusing on one or two people who they are either consciously or subconsciously trying to impress. It comes across as very rude and it just evokes the wrong feelings in all the other members of the groups. So try your best to address each and every person in that group. Okay. And also know when to leave. Okay. We don't want you to be staying way past your welcome. Okay, overstaying your welcome. You want to make sure that you know when to leave, preferably when the party is still going, but it's slowly winding down. You can say your goodbyes and you can leave. And if you're going to continue the party, you can always continue elsewhere. Now, if you're a fitness buff like me, and you like going to the gym, they are some golden, they may be unspoken and they will differ, rules will differ from one gym to another. For example, if it's a members only club that happens to have a gym facility, you are not under any circumstances allowed to use your mobile phone. Do not take selfies, especially if there's potential for including other people. You'll be breaching privacy and confidential um, rules that are quite detrimental can get you into a lot of trouble at my club one person was actually taken and the membership was cancelled because of that they took some selfies in the swimming pool in the swimming area included some of the members of, sta um, of the um, of the club and then they posted it on social media so please in all seriousness members only clubs do not use your mobile phone it is not worth it now back to gym etiquette if you're a fitness buff like I am, well, I would love to think that I am, there are some things that you should and should not do. Now, one of the things I will say over and over again is, please, if you're going to be using equipment, clean up after yourself, okay? Usually in most gyms, especially now, you'll have the cleaning stations where you have um, antibacterial sprays, um washcloths, anything like that. Just use whatever is available. Clean up after yourself. Leave the machine as you would like to find it. Now this goes to everything. It can it doesn't have to be only in the gym, in the toilet, anywhere at all. It's just basic human sense, so to say. Clean up after yourself. Okay? If you're attending a class, right? If you're late for whatever reason, we know there's traffic, um, things can happen, childcare, all sorts. But if you're going to be late, please try and find a suitable spot in the back of the class. We don't want you to try and, sh if you're going to be late, this is not the day to be showing off your new Yeezys, okay? So you can't be shuffling yourself to the front of the class and disturbing everyone. Stay in the back. That's the price you pay for being late. Uh, Equipment wise, don't hog it. Give yourself time to work if you're going to be on the treadmill, if you're going to be wherever on the rowing machine, using the dumbbells, weights, whatever. Give yourself time. I would say about 30 minutes, 45 minutes tops is reasonable enough. 
especially if it's during busy times. I remember when I was, it was during the Nature Valley um, uh, tennis tournament um, last year. We couldn't have it this year, obviously, because of COVID-19. Um, but um, we had a lot of tennis players coming in to for their fitness um, routines and whatever they did. And at that point, you could tell that it was important. Nobody said anything, but everyone had to be mindful of the fact that the gym was busier than usual. Therefore, if possible, we tailor made our routines. We kind of took it down a notch, so to say. So if you're going to be on the treadmill usually for 45 minutes, this time we were going about 25, 30 minutes, just so you could make room for other people as well. Because it can get quite stifling in there if there's too many people. And the last thing you want is people to be waiting for you to finish. Um... If you're going to hit on me in the gym, okay, I get that you meet people everywhere and, you know, it's good to be dating and seeing people with whom you share the same interests with. Now, if you're going to do that, at least wait for me to finish my circuit, whatever it is I'm doing, okay? I'm not going to be on that treadmill forever, okay? Give me time to step off it, wipe my face, have a drink of water, catch my breath and then only then can you try and shoot your shot okay my friend a very good friend of mine said at some point a guy came and started chatting to her whilst on the stairmaster i mean the stairmaster kills if anyone's been on the stairmaster they know that it was one of the hardest routines that you can ever do in the gym and there someone's trying to shoot their shot i felt like that was I mean, if that isn't shooting yourself in the foot, I don't know what is. For one thing, you're going to be so annoyed at them. It doesn't matter what they're saying or how they look. You're not going to be entertaining that. So these are some of the basic rules in the gym. Okay. Obviously, like I said, it differs from place to place. It doesn't matter where you are, but some things stand a universal. Like these things I've just pointed out. Okay. Do not hit on someone until they've finished what they're doing at least, okay? Catch them when they're taking a little break. Everyone has a water break if they're in the gym. It's important to hydrate. No, but that is a golden rule, okay? Now, to wrap things up, this one's my absolute favorite. Please, whatever you do, do not ever call me Bab, Duck, Han, Sweet, Love, unless you're close to 110 years old and we can pass you off as being senile. Thank you.
Because when you do, you're accepting someone else's emotional poison. Kind of like, you know, unforgiveness. Being like drinking poison and expecting the next person or the person you're upset with to die from that poison. If you take anything from this at all, take this. Manners are purely sensitive awareness of the feelings of others. And if you possess that awareness, you have good manners. No matter where you live, what car you drive, which school your children goes go go to, or the four feelings at the dinner table. Thank you once again for listening to my podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to whatever platform you're listening from: Apple Podcast, the Podcast App, Google Podcast, on the radio, Sonos FM, wherever. Just subscribe so that you. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Bits and Bobs, <clears throat> back by public demand, apparently. Now, today has a, a little twist. If you um, uh, were lucky enough to hear my last episode about manners and social etiquette, cell phone, all sorts of etiquette and how to present yourself with and in front of other people, it turns out that the cell phone part was very, very popular and a lot of my uh, my fans and listeners were very keen for me to delve that much deeper into cell phone etiquette. I couldn't understand it. I thought maybe the social etiquette part would be more popular, but there you go. Everyone was keen to understand and to know more and for me to broadcast a lot more on the cell phone side of things. And would you believe most of the people who asked for this were actually victims of other people who weren't ex- completely well-versed with manners as far as the um, the cell phones were concerned. So, you know, like I said, I'm open to any suggestions. I'm here for it. Any suggestions, be free to message me. Send me an email. All my details are on the podcast on, the podcast, on Anchor, on Google Podcasts, on Apple, Overcast, everywhere. Send me a direct message if there's anything you want me to talk about or you want me to go deeper into. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, I'll be very happy to host you. We can have a little chin wag and discuss all things sundry. And uh, make sure that we're adding value to other people's lives. Like I said, this podcast is here to add value to mine and your life. Now, most people have mobile phones. In fact, I would go to say if my 80 odd year old grandmother has a cell phone and Facebook and WhatsApp, then I suffice to say that everyone has a mobile phone. I'm yet to come across someone who does not have one. So it beggars us to kind of go into it and know how to act with and without it, as the case may be. And, you know, certain, I was going through some articles online and uh, you'll be amazed at what statistics say about cell phones. Apparently, 84% of people feel it's rude to take a phone call or, or respond to a text whilst in a meeting or a social gathering. Now, if you listen to my previous recording regarding mobile phones, I specifically stated this, that as far as possible, 
if you're in the company of other people, do not. Nothing is more important than the people you're interacting with face to face. And I think I also mentioned that if there was a hierarchy of communication, face to face communication would be right at the top and everything else comes after it. Another statistic states that 80% of us sleep with our cell phones. Now, I am this person who sleeps with their cell phone. I put it on my bedside table. I tell myself it's because I need to tell the time so I can wake up on time. But I always find myself waking up much earlier and then spending a lot of time scrolling through my social media, going through nonsense, my messages. And then, would you know it, Sometimes I actually am late to my appointments. I'm late to work. I'm late to wherever I'm meant to be going. So I believe this one. I really believe the statistic that 80% of us sleep with our cell phones. I don't sleep with it, but it's right on my side. I only have to stretch my arm and it's right there within my reach. Another taste says that, I beg your pardon, 40% of us are addicted to our cell phones. Now, this is a very controversial subject because addiction can come in many ways and forms. I have a friend whose phone is always on low battery. I would say she is addicted to a phone because she can never, one, keep a full battery. She's always using it. And even when it gets to charging the actual phone, <laughs> she actually cannot allow her phone to charge adequately for it to have a full battery before she starts using it again. And statistics also state, state that sometimes people check their phones up to 900 times in a day. I mean, that is some Guinness book of record. Um, I can't believe 900 times. I mean, you'd have to be just sitting on the couch and going through your cell phone all day, every day. Forget going to work or doing anything else productive with your life. You, I mean, if there was a job... Okay, never mind, 900 times is just too much. That's my point. Now, there's no telling that a cell phone is a powerful tool. It is powerful. It has a lot of benefits. In fact, I would like to say that it has more pros than cons. But if misused, it can actually be to your detriment. So like I said, we, we spoke about this before. I'm going to delve just that much deeper into it and just elaborating on a few points and the reasoning behind, just like you suggested. I'm here to please you and to add value to your life. If it weren't for my listeners, I wouldn't be making this podcast. So like we said before, we mentioned that it would be pertinent. It would be only polite if you're in the company of people, if you receive a phone call and you absolutely have to take it just to step aside and take that pull, that call and keep it as short as possible. Now, if we're going to go to, if we want to go into semantics, we would go so far as to say that use a 10 foot buffer. Now, a 10 foot buffer means give yourself room 10 feet around you. So you can have your conversation just in case it's a personal conversation. It's an emergency call or it's just sensitive information that you would rather not share with other people. When you use this 10 foot buffer, that doesn't mean that you need to shout as well. Because depending on where you are, you may feel the need to shout over the, the phone. And like I said before, just because you can't hear the other person does not mean they can't hear you. And when you shout, it just evokes the wrong 
feelings whatsoever. If it's absolutely necessary, speak on the phone, keep it short and sweet, but as far as possible, communicate to the other person on the line that you're somewhere where you can't actively speak on the telephone. But first chance you get, you will ring them back and you can have a proper conversation. As well, even though you have this 10 foot buffer, try your best to avoid personal topics. And when I say personal topics, I mean anything to do with your personal life that you would rather not share with the people around you, whether they're people well known to you or people you've just met. We're talking about politics, we're talking about colloquial language, swear words, anything that can actually provoke a reaction in other people. Just try and keep it to the bare minimum. Your tone as well. Tone, 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 tone is very, 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 very important. This is why I always advocate for actual phone calls rather than text messages. Because sometimes the text message can be misinterpreted. You can text something out of anger or out of deep emotion. And once you press that send button, if you have an iPhone like I do, there's no way of getting that message back. Thank God for WhatsApp because WhatsApp, you can retract them. You can recall all messages as long as they haven't been read by the other person. But if you're, if you're using a, an iPhone or iMessaging rather, because you can use WhatsApp on an iPhone, iMessaging, once you send that send button and it is delivered, you cannot recall that message. So if it is something sensitive, rather than text, call someone. And when you do call, be mindful of your tone. There's no need to be overly emotional. Keep calm and collected. Don't shout and just be mindful that, you know, in every argument or whatever conflict that you're having at the moment should be solution oriented. So you're looking to solve a problem, not just to create more and more and more problems. Respect is very important. I think this is the resounding um, sort of uh, cue around this whole self and etiquette, etiquette business. Respect for other people, respect for yourself as well, and respect for the person who's on the other line. Now, I know, I remember quite a, some time ago um, when we had, um, when we first started having cell phones and, you know, having your favorite song as your ringtone was all the rage then. I can't remember the last time I even bothered with a ringtone and rightfully so because as I've seen, especially if you're a busy person and you're always in the company of other people, it is best to keep your mobile phone on vibrate. There's no need for a ringtone that will be blaring through the speakers and startling everyone depending on what it is. I mean, I had a, a, a gentleman at the hospital that I work with who apparently forgot to... Um, put his phone on silent during working hours and his ringtone was this big loud resounding fart now I can tell you this I never quite looked at him the same way again after that I mean his whole the whole his whole outlook my whole perspective of him completely changed after that so it's amazing how one little thing like that can absolutely change other people's impression of you and like we said before impression is everything human beings are social animals no matter how introverted you think you are 
you do have to make sure you present yourself in the most positive light always in the eyes of other people. Back to texting, you can actually detect a tone in someone's voice even when they are texting. So it is very important not to be impulsive and to think first before you do actually text. Take a deep breath if you're angry. Give yourself time. Time to compose yourself and to gain a new perspective on the situation. Because more often than not, if you act out of anger, you're 90% of the time almost always going to regret whatever you're going to send. Important conversations as well should be limited to actual face-to-face meetings, phone calls, video calls, everything you want. Try and communicate face-to-face over the phone, especially if it is important. When we're talking about looking good, we don't only talk, talk about looking good on photographs, using filters, not only on Snapchat or Instagram, on photos. We mean as well even over text message. Even over the telephone if you're speaking to someone. Even when it's face-to-face communication. Look good. Look good in your speech. Look good in your appearance. Depending on what the circumstance is. Use filters. Filters are supposed to refine you. Filters mean that if it's speech. If you're having a conversation with someone. Make sure that you're filtering your words. You know, you're choosing the very best. There's so many vocabulary apps available on app stores, um, play stores, Google Play Store, everywhere that refine your vocabulary. Use filters in your speech. Make sure that everything that comes out of your word, of your mouth is full of integrity and honor. Like I read a book, I'm, I'm forgetting who the author was, but she said to, um, something very profound that I completely understand. She said that your word is your wand. Whatever comes out of your word is like a magic wand. So make sure that whatever comes out of it is good, just and holy. Now I can say this over and over again, but try and use filters in every aspect of your life. It could be your speech, it could be your appearance, everything. Just always try to to put your best, bestest foot forward. Now, speaker foes. I gotta tell you, these are the bane of my life. I can't tell you how many times I've had to terminate calls with my peers because they've inadvertently put me on speakerphone without letting me know. It's only when you start hearing conversations around them that you realize that you're actually on speakerphone. I mean, there are situations where you have no choice but to put someone on speakerphone. But ask for permission first or give them a heads up as soon as you give them a call before you say anything before they have a chance to say anything let them know that they're on speakerphone so they can make up their mind whether they want to continue with the conversation like that or not okay this is key do not just put someone on speaker and not ask for permission or at least in the very 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 least let them know that they're on speaker also, ask permission before you share recorded information. I've noticed voice notes have become so popular, especially on uh, messaging platforms like WhatsApp and iMessaging. 
voice notes are very convenient, especially if you can't speak on the phone and you need to communicate something really important and you, you're trying to avoid misinterpretation and make yourself clear. You want to provide clarity. Voice notes are quite popular. My mom sends me voice notes all the time. Sometimes I open them, sometimes I don't, depending on how, what I'm expecting. <laughs> An onslaught. Anyway, always ask permission before forwarding recorded information. Now, when I say recorded information, I can mean videos. It can mean videos, it can mean audio clips, it can mean photographs. Anything that's been recorded by someone else and has been forwarded to you, especially if it contains personal information or personal images of the person, always, 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 always ask permission before snapshotting, um, sorry, um, screen shooting, because sometimes you can, you need, you, you, you might feel the need to screen shoot before screen shooting and passing it on or before you just forward it to your other peers. Always ask. I, I think this is actually quite important. More so for people who are in group chats. Group chats, a lot is shared, memes, information, everything. But still, you, that doesn't mean you should slacken. You need to ask for permission. Permission to share. It doesn't take two seconds for you to ask for that permission. And it also holds you in a very, very, very positive light as well. The way people start to approach you. And you know, you never know who you're teaching in this process. Some people are very passive learners. They learn by watching what other people do. So you could be unconsciously adding value to someone else's life once you do that. So make sure that you ask for permission before you ever forward any recorded information, especially if it does contain personal stuff. So sometimes, you know, with these mobile phones, network can be an issue. Um, I don't know where I live. Once I get indoors, I have to switch to Wi-Fi calling because for some reason, the reception isn't so great. There are a lot of tall buildings around and new buildings and everything. So the reception kind of drops. So it's very possible that a call can be dropped. And always I had to learn this. It was after some time when I had recurring issues with this and then I realized I was the one at fault. So it's always important not to cast blame for a dropped call. It could be anything. And I don't think any decent human being is just going to terminate the call without warning you first. Now, two main reasons that I know a call can be dropped. It could be a reception, bad reception, or the battery has just inadvertently died. Now, those two things you cannot control. So even if it's a Wi-Fi call, internet con connectivity can sometimes be flaky. And that can make the, the call drop, especially if they're video calls. So don't cast any blame on a drop call. If you do manage to speak to the person again, gain clarity. Ask in a nice way. Say, what happened there? And then you never know. Like in my case, it turned out to be my issue. Um, um, I don't know if you love going to the theatres or to the cinema like I do. But especially in the cinema... Just before the film starts, after the um, the trailers have um, have been played through, you will notice there's a big, big advert that will come on the screen saying, now it is time to switch off your cell phones. Now, they don't say to put them on silent or what, what, what. No, they say to switch them off. 
Now, this is just so you don't be a lighthouse. When I say a lighthouse, I mean, you know what a lighthouse is? A lighthouse is a tall building right in the middle, middle of the ocean or the sea that casts light in all directions on a very basic level. And um, this light is for ships that are on the sea, in the sea at that point in time at night. You can imagine it would be difficult to see. So they can have sort of some direction and know where they are. So this is like a light in the dark. And these are ships far and wide that can actually see the light that is being emitted by this lighthouse. It's the same thing in the theater or a cinema. Once your cell phone is on, the light from your cell phone, you can get, you can acclimatize to it, but the people around you will be startled by that light. And especially in the theater, once they are subjected to that light on your cell phone, they can't see what's on stage. And the people on stage on the theater cannot actually, it, it, it disturbs them in a greater way than you can imagine. And it can actually affect their performance. So don't be a lighthouse. Remember that rule more so in theatres. Don't for one second switch on your telephone. There are breaks. If you need to, check your phone during your breaks. And then when you get back inside, switch it right back off. If you're on the, we spoke about not driving and uh, texting or calling. I never do that, no matter what. My phone's always on D&D when I'm driving. It does it automatically. I do not whatsoever want to pick up calls when I'm driving as far as possible. In addition to that, if you're a passenger, this is for someone who's driving. If you're a passenger before video calling or before taking a call, just try and ask if it's okay with the driver. If you can, texting is fine but not too much texting. Obviously, we don't want you to, to be so engrossed in your phone that you completely ignore the other people in the car. Like we said before, face-to-face -face communication, number one, right on top of the hierarchy of your communication. Everything else comes after that. That is just basic human decency. I don't have to repeat that, but I feel like I have to because you'll be amazed at how people can take phones our phones can take precedence over normal human interaction. So like I was saying, if you're a passenger, texting can be fine to a certain extent. However, video calling and taking phone calls, ask for permission, ask if it's okay, please, for the love of God. I do this even when I'm having my hair done. You can receive a phone call or a video, especially if I receive a video call, I will ask my hairdresser first, my hairstylist, I ask her, is it okay, hun, if I take this video call? And if she says no, I will not take it personally. I just text back and tell the person to either ring me normally or to text me because I'm otherwise indisposed. Don't take personal calls during work time. This is obvious. Work time is work time. Do not take personal calls. Take them during your break and refrain from texting and doing whatever it is, even if there's no rule against it in your workplace. Just, you know, just be proactive and understand that this is work time you're meant to be doing, unless your work has got something to do with using a cell phone, that's a totally different scenario. But like in my line of work, I have no need for a cell phone. So it beggars 
belief when people spend time or they're sneaking about using their cell phones during work time. I don't know if this is gonna rub people the wrong way but I've noticed that a lot of people have no problem, I'm trying to choose my words really carefully, <laughs> have absolutely no problem speaking over the speaker in public, like walking down the road, having a telephone conversation on speaker, not with headphones or headset or AirPods or nothing at all, just plainly shouting. I mean, you can, if you were to stand right beside them, you could have the full 411 on the entire conversation. Now, if your speaker or your earphone, microphone, whatever it is that you use to put your to listen through is not working, I think it may be time to get a new phone or get a headset so that you can communicate effectively. I mean, I've seen people do that on buses and it distracts me to no end. I don't know how anyone can be comfortable doing that, but that is a no-no. Do not. Speakerphone is just not on. There's just something about speakerphone that just defies all laws of decency, of manners, of being polite, of social, anything at all. Do not put someone on speakerphone and do not speak over the do not shout over the phone there are other people trying to have conversations it's not always just about you now there's so much more we can talk about and i'm really really hoping that you have understood and benefited from what i have just shared with you regarding cell phone etiquette i have pinpointed every thing that I could think of with respect to cell phones because we are so much a techno savvy generation and like I said before everybody has a cell phone some actually sleep with them and some actually check their phones 900 times every day <laughs> but of course if there's anything else that I have omitted or have not included or have said wrong or articulated wrong or rationalized wrongly please, this is an open platform, feel free to correct me, let me know, DM me, whether on Instagram, whether on Anchor, Apple, anywhere else. If you have any personal experiences that you want to share, send me a recording, I'll be happy to include it on the podcast episode, on the segment, so people can also know. One thing I've realized, if anything makes me uncomfortable, especially in the company of other people, I note it down. And I try to share that with other people to see if they share the same sentiments. And more often than not, they do. So listen to your gut instinct. If something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't right. And this applies to every aspect of your life. Not just with cell phone etiquette and speaking on the speaker and talking on speakerphone. So if there's anything else you want me to add on, anything you want me to subtract, Anything you want me to talk about next time, please, I will say this again and again and again and again. Do not hesitate to let me know. Let me know and we will definitely work something out. 
Thank you so, so much for listening. I have enjoyed this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Till next time, stay safe, be good, and always remember, put your phone on silent and vibration. <laughs> Till next time, folks. Goodbye and see you next time.